Hey, Jesus fans, welcome to True North Podcast, where we grow closer to God together. This podcast was brought to you by Solid Rock Church in Irving, Texas, and our host, Pastor Ed Snyder. To find out more about this podcast, visit our website at truenorthdfw.org. Now let's join Pastor Snyder in a new direction and a new destination. And welcome to True North Podcast with your host, yours truly, Pastor Snyder. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of True North Podcast. Be sure, as you heard in the opening, to visit us at truenorthdfw.org. Visit our website there, get all kinds of good stuff. We are starting and launching, of course, a uh, membership program where you can become a member of True North Podcast and get a lot of good free stuff and also a lot of great benefits. It's coming soon, so make sure you get to our website. Also, visit us on any of our platforms, uh, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, one of my favorite Uh, Go there, subscribe, like some of the episodes, and we appreciate all of our listeners. A few weeks ago, we announced that uh, SoundCloud was really hitting strong, over 3,000 plays on SoundCloud now for True North Podcast. Very excited about that. Thank you to all of you that are listening. Today, we're going to jump into the subject of simplistic grace, a part of our Heal America 714. Remember, this is not about politics. It's all about getting ourselves in the position to bring healing to America. Simplistic Grace. We'll be right back. Get ready. Get something to drink. Get comfortable. And of course, let's take some notes. Let's jump in with our foundational scripture that we have used throughout the series of Heal America 714, and that is none other than 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So today we're going to be talking, as I mentioned before, simplistic grace. We're going after and addressing the sin problem in our life. Perhaps it's what it's all about. Perhaps all of our problems hinge on this one thing. What kind of sin do we have in our lives? Now, folks, I I want you to know how much I love all of our listeners, all of our supporters and fans, but this one might pinch. This one might get a little uncomfortable uh, in today's podcast, but stay with me. If you'll listen all the way through, I promise we're going to give get you some help to become better, stronger, more powerful, more anointing, and of course, closer to God. So we'll forgive their sin is what we're looking at in Heal America 714. And we're going to be talking about simplistic grace. How does grace fit in with all of this living for God stuff? Okay, so we're going to be we're going to be throwing some scripture at you because we like to not just say, hey, this is what I think is actually what the Bible says. 
So 1 John chapter 1, verses 8, 9, and 10. Now, again, this is going to be a little bit in your face, so get ready. That's why I just announced, get comfortable, get something to drink, take some notes, because we're going to learn some stuff today. 1 John chapter 1, verse 8, it says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Oh, wow. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is uh, faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all, all unrighteousness. So sounds like it's getting a little better there. Verse number 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him, that is God, a liar. And, the, and his word is not in us. So again, folks, I told you, this may sting a little bit. This may pinch, uh, but it's, it's true. And we need to take a real close look at how grace fits in to the sin problem that has plagued our nation, plagued our cities, plagued our families, and more than anything has plagued our own life. All right, I want to take you again to Ephesians chapter 2. Now, this is quite a lengthy reading here, but it's going to set the foundation of what we're talking about today, and that is simplistic grace and how it addresses the sin problem in our life. And so Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10, the Bible says, and you... That's you listening to this podcast. He made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Verse 4, but God, I love that, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved. By grace, you have been saved and raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7, in, uh, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And then finally, verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before that we should walk in them. So. That's our foundation. That's what we're going to talk about is simplistic grace and addressing the sin problem. All right? 
let's let's talk a little bit about this thing that we're fighting against. This thing that uh, is, as the Bible describes, in our flesh, the desires of the flesh. And of course, it's not necessarily speaking of the meat that is hanging on your bones, but uh, symbolic, if you please, uh, spiritual aspect or sense of the sin that's in us and the desire of the sin or desire of the sin to go after it is called the flesh or the Bible addresses it as carnality. All right. Uh, that is the carnal mind. Uh, Paul spoke to the church at Rome in the book of Romans about the carnal mind. Now, sin has been described as that which is opposed to the character and will of God, violation of God's word. Sin, of course, is a part of our spiritual and, as I mentioned a minute ago, carnal DNA so that it is virtually impossible to understand who we are without knowing about sin. People will sin both in action and attitude. We're going to learn that today uh, about sin both in action and attitude. Uh, The Apostle Paul described three basic kinds of sin uh, in his epistle to understand how sin makes us the kind of people that we are. It is important to understand each of these three kinds of sin. One is our personal sin. One is our sin nature and then imputed sin, and more about that here in a little bit. But sin, one thing is a fact about sin. Sin always, always interrupts our relationship with God. It separates us from God. The perfect and the most popular example of that is that of of Adam and Eve. When God created man, he created man in his own image, And when a helpmate could not be found for Adam, Adam went to sleep, and out of Adam's side, God took one of his ribs, and out of that rib created, as I always say, the best gift God ever gave to man, and that is woman. All right, so Adam and Eve now live in a place called the Garden of Eden, and in that garden is every fruit, every nut, every herb, everything that you can imagine. The Bible even says every day in the cool of the evening, God walked with man. So God visited Adam and Eve every day in the cool of the evening. There was one thing, one thing that God said, there's one tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The day, Adam, you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. Now, of course, that's not talking a physical death. It's talking a spiritual death. Because later we read how that the serpent, uh, Satan, rep- or, uh, uh, tempted Eve to eat of that fruit. You shall become as gods. Uh, let me tell you something about, about the devil. Let me tell you something about uh, his tactics. He's going to twist the word of God to make it sound appealing to get you to mess up. Watch out. Beware. All right. And that's exactly what he did to Eve. He said, you're not, you're not going to die. Why would God kill you? Read it. It's in the book. He he said, when you eat of this fruit, you're going to be like God's. Your eyes will be open and you'll know all things. And so again, folks, that was a twist 
of the word of God. The tree of knowledge of good and evil is like our, in today's society, is best described as our conscience. We know right from wrong. In the Before that, before this event, Adam and Eve dwelt in, in paradise in the Garden of Eden and was in a time of innocence like a baby. They didn't know what was wrong, uh, or right or wrong. They, The Bible describes they walked around naked and was not ashamed because they were innocent in their thinking, innocent in their feelings. But that tree of knowledge of good and evil, conscience, ruined everything. It was a disobedience to God's word. And then when Eve bit into that tree of knowledge of good and evil, the fruit, many people say it was an apple. There's no proof of that biblically, but of that fruit of that tree, and then turned around and got Adam to bite into that fruit. Amazing, because God spoke straight to Adam, and Adam was to speak and 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 share with Eve what God said. So somebody had a communication breakdown there. But Adam bit into it, and they were cast out of the Garden of Eden. They lost their home. They lost paradise. They lost the the opportunity to walk with God in the cool of the evening. Everything was separated because of one act of disobedience. Need to think about that, okay? Sin always interrupts our relationship with God. James chapter 4 and verse 17 says, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does it not, to him it is sin. So many people say, Well, Pastor Snyder, what what is sin? Well, I mean, give me some, give me a list of what is sin. Well, there are there are uh things mentioned in the Bible that are sin. Let's let's go back to the basics, the some of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness, of course. And so some of those things, if you commit adultery, that's sin. If you uh, bear false witness, lie, that is sin. If you steal something, that is sin. Now, that's the very basic of basic, and we can fine-tune that, but we don't have enough time today. But again, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. So we got to realize, folks, whether you like it or not, when we come to understand what is right and wrong, God holds us accountable. Now, we are talking about simplistic grace, but first we need to lay the foundation of what we need grace for. First John chapter 1, verses 8, 9, and 10, the Bible says, again, we laid it down as a foundation at the beginning of our time together. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Here, here's, here's the conditional thing that we've been talking about all through uh, Heal America 714. If we can, if, if we confess, if we confess, conditional, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all everything that you've ever done, all unrighteousness. So again, verse 19, if we will do our part, God will do his part. Now again, in verse 9 or verse 10, uh, it, it brings it back to a stark reality. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and, the, and his word is not in us. So a little bit about the sin problem. 
that we literally, folks, can I be bold enough to say we are plagued with a sin problem? It is the blatant disregard of moral value and spiritual value in our world today that has us in the shape that we're in today. Like it or not, that is a truth. Okay? So, next question. How do we fix the sin problem? How do we get rid of this? How do we fix what's going on in our life? Before that, we need to hear from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Most of you may not know, I used to weigh almost 400 pounds, very out of shape, sick most of the time, in pain all the time. My mother raised me on a regimen of vitamins. She did her best to take good care of me and promote good health. Not until May of 2010, in my recliner at my house, in pain, my kids became my slaves because I just couldn't get up out of the recliner and get a glass of water. So I decided enough's enough. I'm tired of being tired, sick of being sick, and I started changing my lifestyle. Just smaller portions, nothing after six, and healthy food. It has been a journey of losing 160 pounds and getting back in shape. One of the things is, is I reinstituted vitamins into my life. And I want to recommend a great vitamin store in Pantego, Texas. It's called Wonderful Life Health and Vitamins. Brian Sermon is the owner, and I want to highly recommend to contact him and uh, get a good regiment of vitamins. He is extremely knowledgeable. In fact, I would call him the expert in health and vitamins. So reach out to him at one, the number one, lifehv.com. Or give him a call at 817-274-8853. He's located at 1543 South Bowen, Pantego, Texas. It's the Arlington, Texas area. And again, we endorse him here at True North Podcast to reach out to him and get what you need there. I promise you, you'll walk out very, very happy. If you'll mention True North Podcast, he'll give you a 10% discount. So again, wonderful health and vitamins. Pantego, Texas, reach out to Brian Sermon and get healthy, lose weight, and live longer. All right. We sure enjoy the sponsorship of Wonderful Life uh, Health and Vitamins in Pantego. Again, we want to encourage you to go visit Brian Sermon there. He is literally an expert on vitamins and health. Uh, all of that good stuff. So go see him. And when you get there, don't forget, as the as the uh, as the commercial said, if you'll tell him that you're from True North, he will give you a 10 percent discount. All right. So we're going to we're going to continue now. How do we fix the sin problem? We all know the answer would be to repent. Again, yeah, you must repent of all your sins, and he will forgive you of all your sins. Uh, That's what confession is, all right? Confession, as they say, is good for the soul. So when we we all know the answer, we really do know the solution is that we need to repent, number one, before God. And then if if, if our sin has caused a relationship problem, that needs fixed as well. 
we need to have a conversation with that person that we love and cherish dearly, but we've allowed sin, both maybe an action and or attitude, to interrupt that relationship. Therefore, that needs to be repaired, and it needs to be repaired quick. So again, if we confess our sins, he is able and just to forgive us of our sins. I want somebody that's listening to this podcast to understand that right now, that what you have done in your life, it is not unforgivable. As bad as you think it is, God can and will forgive you of all your sins. Something something that, that needs to be said here uh, about sin, that is one that, that sin is sin in the eyes of God. That's what we've got to realize, uh, and some of us don't realize that. Sin is sin in the eyes of God. In our eyes, we have tendencies to categorize sin. So, in other words, we think that that person sitting on death row uh, in prison right now that has dismembered people or uh, was a pedophile, harmed children, uh, or whatever, some heinous crime that they committed and they are sentenced to die. We think that is the worst of the worst. That is the bottom of the barrel. Uh, there is no chance for that person and all of that. But then that same person that thinks that uh, thinks that, you know, can't tell the truth to save their life is not a problem. You know, sitting on church pews for years upon years, but can't tell the truth or secretly having an affair behind everybody's back. It's okay. It's just a little side dish. Again, God is able to forgive not only that person on the church pew for years that can't tell the truth, and he can also forgive that person sitting on death row that we think is a monster. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can even ask or think of. If we confess our sins, he is able to forgive us of our of all unrighteousness. So again, we've got to remember sin is sin. And God is God Christ died for our sins. There's the grace right there. All right? So again, to fig no matter what you have done, no matter how bad you think it is, God still can forgive and will if you'll ask him, all right? If we confess our sins, he is able and just to forgive us of all our sins. All right, so again, we, we first got to realize that we have a sin problem, all right? We got to realize this. Now, uh, as you've heard in, in a, a pre-roll of, of uh of the podcast here that I am finishing up a book. In fact, the manuscript's done. We're waiting on the, uh, the creatives to finish the cover. And then we will publish control the beast, a guide to managing our emotions. And it is a guide. It is a book on relationships, the power of understanding, uh, the, the biology and the mechanics of emotions, how they work, of course, um, identifying and diffusing the anger or the mo emotion of anger, uh, rebuilding self-esteem. The book's got a lot of good stuff in it. It's not just about anger management. However, we before before I can help somebody with their anger issues, before a counselor can help somebody with their alcohol problem, drug problem, before anybody can get help with an addiction to pornography, one thing has to happen. 
they must realize they've got a problem. I've got an anger issue. If I had $20 for every time over 20 years, somebody says, I don't have an anger problem. The court's making me come and see you. I can literally build me a great, beautiful, big home and pay cash because nobody wants to admit they got an anger issue. Uh, very seldom, you know, they don't want to, I don't have an alcohol problem. I don't have a drug problem. I don't have a problem with pornography. You know, I've had some people say so stupid stuff like that's just God's creation. Uh huh. Anyway, moving along here, we first got to realize we have a sin problem. We've got to get this right with God. Psalms chapter 139 verses 22 and 23. The Bible says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxiety and see if there is any wicked thing in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So again, we first got to realize we have a sin problem. The next thing is fix your heart toward God. Psalm chapter 57 and verse seven says, my heart is steadfast. O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. In other words, we got to put our attention on God and what God wants in our life and be pleasing to God. Number three, the next thing in how to fix the sin problem is that we become obedient to the word of truth. First Peter chapter one, verse 22, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Okay. Now, again, just last week, we talked about this, about this obedience thing to obey that how that's how we get prayers answered. That's how we fulfill the promises of God in our life to hear and answer our prayer. The same thing applies. We've got to be obedient to the truth of God's word. And when we become obedient to God's word, that also opens up and purifies our soul. And then, of course, number four is have faith. Now, this is before the plan of salvation. This is stuff that we got to put in, in, in motion before we even get to the subject of repentance, baptism, and the infilling of the Spirit. Faith without works is dead. Hebrews chapter 11, uh, that's the faith chapter. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Amen. So we've got to believe that God is going to forgive us. We got to have faith that when we ask him, it's gone, that he is actually able and just to forgive us of all our sin. Then there's grace. Grace is what others say. Uh, in fact, this is a quote by B.B. Warfield. Grace is what others say. Grace is sovereign favor to the ill-deserving. John Scott said, grace is love that cares and stoops and rescues. Jerry Bridges says that grace is God's reaching downward to people who are in rebellion against him. Paul's eye said grace is unconditional love to a person who does not deserve it. Grace, grace, amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Come on, somebody. 
we've got to realize that grace is there. Grace can reach you. If you allow God to reach you, grace and mercy is there that we can come to God with anything that we have and God will fix it. God will forgive it. Ephesians chapter two and verse eight and nine, the Bible says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any should boast. So why, what grace is not, is a license to sin. We can't abuse the grace of God. In other words, well, I'm a Christian and I'm spirit-filled, but you know, I want to go do this, and you know good and well it's a sin against God, and I'll just repent about it later. That's what some people actually think, that they can go blatantly do this premeditated sin, and I'll just repent about it later. Can I be bold enough to say, don't count on it? Because there's there's scriptures that are in place that after a, a long period of that, God's going to shut it off. You know, if you keep blatantly abuse something, then we're asking for more trouble. I'm sorry, folks. That's just the way it is. So grace is not there to, you know, as in Romans chapter six, verses one uh, and verse number two, Paul said, what shall we then uh, say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Verse two, certainly not. King James version words that uh, uh, God forbid. So again, it's very clear we cannot use grace as a license to sin. You go to jail for premeditated murder. You know, what is premeditated sin? You know, we're going to go do this. We're planning it out. This is how we're going to do it, and then we'll ask God to forgive us. So we need to remember, again, he will forgive your sin. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, God, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So we gotta we gotta realize where we're at. Now let's let's talk about not just grace, but simplistic grace. Simplistic grace. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. John chapter 1. Verse 14 through 17, the Bible says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh. Verse 15, John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness, we have all received and grace for grace. Verse 17, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth through Jesus Christ. So again, folks, the grace of God is in place that we can come to him no matter what. I want you to hear me today. No matter what, God is there, and the grace of God will be applied, and the mercy of God. The Bible says the mercy mercy of God uh, endures forever. His grace is sufficient that we could forgive, receive forgiveness of sin, and be free from our past. That's what we've got to realize.
we are, folks, we're out of time. And one thing that I want to announce, as I mentioned before, we are putting together packages of for members. If you'd like to become a member of Solid, or excuse me, member of, of True North Podcast, uh, we're going to create bonus uh, uh, things, bonus uh, episodes. And so we've got two in the hopper, and one is the DNA of sin. If you'd like to learn more, go to our website and become a member for just just a few dollars a month, and you'll receive a bonus of the DNA of sin. So again, folks, don't forget, as we sign off today, simplistic grace. It's time to receive the forgiveness of our sin. Remember, Christ died for you, and that's what you need to understand. You, no matter what you have done, God is able and just to forgive us of all our sin. May God bless your life abundantly as we obey his word and and experience the grace and the mercy of God. Until then, we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us at True North Podcast. You can find us on iHeartRadio or any other podcasting platform. If you want to have any questions, visit us at truenorthdfw.org. We'll catch y'all next week.